of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Thank you for joining me today. We are going to be looking at Psalm 116. And as I mentioned in a previous episode, Psalms 113 through 118 are a collection of several psalms that are used in the celebration of great annual feasts. And so Psalm 116 is one of those. The previous one we just looked at, Psalm 115, is another one. Psalm 116 is an exuberant thanksgiving to the Lord for delivering the psalmist from death. And so it's impossible to be precise about the threat that hung over the psalmist here, maybe a sickness or something like that. But he looks back to his cry of distress to the Lord and proclaims it with gladness that God heard him. He says it in the very first verse, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. And as a result, he determines to offer sacrifices to the Lord. The question as has been asked before, perhaps you've asked it or someone has asked you or you have heard it asked, does God hear the prayers of lost people, those who are not Christians, in other words, those who are not his people? And some might say, well, aren't we all children of God? No, we're not all children of God. We are all creations of God. But children of God are those who are Christians, not just in name. Those who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and who have been changed by him and who are presently uh, being changed by him. It's called progressive sanctification. That is a Christian. Uh, you can use the term Jesus follower or whatever you want use. A lot of people don't like using the term Christian because they think it has a negative connotation, whatever the case may be. Um, but biblically, we are called Christians. In fact, we were first called Christians at Antioch. It is not a just a, a term that is a modern term. This is a biblical term, Christians. Um, my point is that uh, those who are people of God, does God hear the prayers of those who are not people of God, those who are not believers? And my answer is no. So does that mean that he doesn't orally hear those people's prayers? Well, of course not. He hears everything. He is omnipresent. But because there is not a mediation of Jesus Christ in that prayer, that person does not receive a response in righteousness from the Lord. The only reason we, as God's people, are able to pray to God in the first place is because of Jesus Christ and through his mediation. The psalmist here, looking to God, right with God, says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy, because he is one of God's people. As I mentioned in the previous episode, I will not read this entire psalm. It is read during the musical setting. Um, this is an older musical setting that I actually have on another album of mine. Um, and, and so you will 
hear the refrain sung, and then you will hear the text read during this se this setting. But let me break down a few things that stand out. Uh, I've already mentioned where he says in verse 1, I love the Lord. The psalmist here expresses his deep affection for the Lord, grounding it in God's own love toward him. And so God showed his love for the psalmist by hearing his prayer. Notice what happened first. God loved him first, and then he loved the Lord. He says, I love the Lord because, in other words, this happened, and then I loved the Lord. Let us never be confused. Let us never think that we loved God first. We only love God because he first loved us. Verse 3, the snares of death encompassed me. And so it was as if ropes came out of a grave, pulling the psalmist into the ground. Verse 5, gracious is the Lord righteous and merciful. So God reveals his kindness in his answer to the psalmist's request. He doesn't stand at a distance when his people suffer. He has compassion on his people. And this psalm continues with that theme. Verse 10, I believed even when I spoke, I am greatly afflicted. It was the psalmist's faith in God that led him to pray to him in the beginning. Verse 11. I said in my alarm, all mankind are liars. So he remembers his complaint. He apparently had been the object of a false accusation. Then he says in verse 13, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. So this could be a reference to a drink offering that you will see in Numbers 15.10. Uh, but it is more likely a metaphor contrasting with the more common cup of God's wrath in Psalm 75, 8. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed, and he pours out from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. And then he says in verse 14, I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. So the psalmist promises to proclaim publicly God's great acts. Verse 15, precious is in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. So their deaths, like their lives, are significant and important to God. God does not take delight in people dying. But for his people, death is the doorway to eternity with Christ. So when it's saying death, that, uh, that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints, he doesn't take delight in the death. death remember, death is a result of sin. That's the result of sin in the garden. But those of us who are in Christ will be with Christ for eternity through death. And scripture glorifies martyrs, those who die for the sake of Jesus Christ. And so while that is not something that Jesus takes delight in, it is something that glorifies him. Verse 19, 
In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. This is referring to the temple in Jerusalem. So this is, as I mentioned, a refrain and spoken text setting, Psalm 116. A very simple refrain. Um, and it is referring to serving the Lord. The, the, the psalmist's response here to God's action in his life is to serve the Lord. And so this has a, um, uh, a refrain that speaks of serving the Lord. So you'll hear that refrain in the sung text. You'll just hear this simple, Oh Lord, I'll serve you. Lord, I will serve you. You'll hear this simple refrain and and then the text read, as many of the other psalms I've set like this uh, would be. And so here is Psalm 116 set to music. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed even when I spoke. I am greatly afflicted. 
I said in my alarm, all mankind are liars. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of my salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. O Lord, I'll serve you. Lord, I will serve you. I'll offer all my praise. O Lord, I'll serve you. Lord, I will serve you. From bondage you have rescued me. Excuse me.